Jennifer Purcell, and welcome to my podcast, Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge, where we will discuss, discover, and learn more about the challenges and triumphs of those with NLD and other learning challenges. I do have a website for this podcast, and it is called livingwithnld.com. I also have a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter account for the podcast. They are all under the same name, which is Living with NLD. I also have a YouTube channel for the podcast, which can be found by Googling the title of the podcast, which is Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge. I would like to tell you about a nonprofit that I use for my research for this podcast. It is called The NBLD Project, and I use their blog for my research. They are a nonprofit that is based in New York and is trying to get NVLD back on the DSM, and they provide many resources for people with NVLD on their website. I'll provide you with the website for them in the podcast description. All proceeds from the ads on this podcast will be donated towards the NVLD project. Please feel free to explore the other topics on the podcast, and hopefully you will learn something new from them. I hope you enjoy today's episodes. Hello. So today's topic will be NLD and executive functioning. And this is the first episode of the second year of the podcast. Woohoo! Yay. (laughs) All right. So the first article I want to use is titled, What is Nonverbal Learning Disability? by Dr. Angela Curry, who is, quote, a pediatric neurologist at NESCA. She conducts neuropsychologist, sorry, neuropsychological and psychological evaluations out of our Londonderry, New Hampshire office. She specializes in the evaluation of anxious children and teens working to tease apart the various factors lending to their stress such as underlying learning intentional or emotional challenges. She particularly enjoys working with the seemingly unmotivated in quotes children as well as children who have in quotes flown under the radar close quote four years due to their desire to succeed, end quote. Another quote from the article, executive functioning refers to a complex set of skills that are responsible for an, an, an individual's ability to engage in a goal-directed behavior. This includes skills necessary for self-regulation such as impulse control, intentional management, and emotional control, as well as skills for task management and cognitive regulation, such as organization, sorry, organizing materials, creating a plan, starting a task, and sustaining effort, prioritizing and organizing ideas, holding information in memory, etc. Indi- individuals with NLD likely have some 
executive function strengths, particularly when they can rely on their verbal strengths. However, they are likely to demonstrate significant challenges with the executive function skills that rely on big picture awareness. That was in quotes, such as organization, integration, planning, prioritizing, prioritizing, uh, time management, and self-monitoring. Individuals with NLD are detailed focused. They often miss the forest for the trees. For some, they compensate by redoing work and overexerting their efforts. Eventually, achieving a semblance of desired outcomes at the cost of time and energy, others may produce work that misses the main point of the task or demonstrates a lack of understanding, and others may just become overwhelmed and give up, appearing to lack motivation, in quotes. End quote. Can I take a little sip of water? So I can relate to this quote because I used to have a hard time with prioritizing my subjects in school before I learned that it was better to do the ones that took most energy and time first because I would have more energy to do them. If I did them later in the day, I wouldn't do as well as I would if I did them earlier in the day. Once I learned that tool in high school, I was really glad because it also was really important for me to use it in college and probably more so than in high school. So here's a definition of executive functioning from understood.org. My friend Ellen provided me with this article. Quote, a set of mental skills that include working memory, flexible thinking, and self-control. We use these skills every day to learn, work, and manage daily life. Trouble with executive function can make it hard to focus, follow directions, and handle emotions, among other things, end quote. It has to do with being able to problem solve and expect what the problems will be when trying to plan for something, planning ahead and dealing with the when, how, and timing of things is what my mom told me about executive functioning. One good example that I had to do recently that involved executive functioning was planning the reopening of the Unity Center, which is my mom's spiritual center, and we were reopening it for in-person services. This required a lot of planning, thinking ahead, and multitasking for me as an administrative assistant and social media support and tech support there. That's my job. I had to help my parents and with and the reopening committee to think of what kind of wording to put on signs that would be about masks and social distancing. The signs also to inform what you need to do if you're ill. Oh, also part of my job at the center, as we call it, is COVID hygienist. So I help with cleaning part of the building 
that I should say parts of the building that we use so that they're sanitized. I assisted with thinking of words to go on banners to welcome congregants back to their home or spiritual community. I helped with finding volunteers to clean the building before reopening it for June 6th. That was when we reopened for in-person services. I emailed the volunteers and coordinated when they could come based on when we were in the office. I got volunteers to help hang the signs we got about masks and social distancing. And I assisted with thinking through the different roles of the volunteers that we would need to have on Sundays. I took the time to find someone to write an email to go to people that had volunteered in the past to thank them and to have them volunteer again in the future. And I also um, became the leader of the volunteers since we didn't have a leader due to um, having her due to COVID. Um, and um, yeah, the leader left during COVID, so that's why we didn't have one. So I became the leader of the volunteers. I also had to think through when to have the volunteers show up so they would be there before the congregants would. We also had to think of how it would take, how much time it would take for the music team to finish the rehearsal to let everyone into the sanctuary because we were having people register for the services because of the limited amount of space in the sanctuary since we um, took chairs out to make them socially distanced. We made them six feet apart with the chairs and the aisles and the rows. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and then what did I also do? We also had to think through different challenges that might arise because of having people wear masks and social distance for longer than they might want to. I also asked some of my NLD friends about this topic to provide a different perspective on this topic. Before I switch to that, I want to conclude a little bit on the spiritual topic. It wasn't easy for me to um, do the reopening of the church. It, it put a little bit of stress on me because I was kind of running all over the place of like, okay, what do I have to do for this part? What do I have to do for this part now? Um, but I'm proud of myself because I was able to get it done and help the reopening committee think of the different parts because not everybody was thinking of the different parts on their own. And that was also part of the issue. So I'm, I'm glad that I was able to help them out as being part of that committee. So back to asking my LD friends to contribute to uh, the topic. So I asked them basically to say what they struggle with on executive functioning 
and then I'll relate back to what they shared. So this is from Ellen who has NLD and is a social worker. She's in Indianapolis. Um, so she says, for me, it's not so much a working memory issue since my working memory is excellent, but organizing has gotten much harder as I've gotten older and need it to stay on top of more things. I also struggle with initiating tasks I don't feel like I have adequate time or preparation for. I absolutely struggle to finish things, hence why my communication is so sporadic. Emotional regulation is also still a struggle for me despite the strategies I use to stay as balanced as possible in most social interactions. My cognitive flexibility used to be terrible and many friends have told me that they had to wait for me to grow into, in quotes, valuing other people's ways of thinking, end quote, since I was so stubborn as a child. Self-control also a big struggle. I think this relates to thinking like my trouble initiating projects because I have such trouble monitoring them and budgeting my time. In general, budgets, unless super rigid, is pretty hard. If this sparks any f further inquiry, I'd love to offer it too. End quote. So I can relate to what Ellen said about or organization because I do know as I've gotten older and have more responsibilities, I do have a harder time being organized and staying on top of things. Because I need to have more focus on more things and that requires more attention than it used to. But I think this is a good stretch and challenge for me because then I get to test my organization skills and become better at doing it. It's also hard for me to start tasks that I don't have much preparation for. Because if I'm not uh, prepared for it, I feel like I will probably won't do a good job on it. I also have a hard time controlling my emotions, but I seem to be good at social gatherings where people don't know me well rather than where they do know me well in terms of that was in terms of controlling them like if somebody knows me well at a social gathering i might not be able to control an emotion like crying very well but if i'm at one where nobody knows me then i can control it pretty well um and then budgets are diff are difficult for me too because i used to spend impulsively a lot but I have grown out of that habit since I've been debt-free for over a year. It is hard to believe that it's been a year already. Also, Ellen gave me two articles that talk about executive functioning from understood.org. There are three kinds of executive functioning. According to many experts, this is a quote from the article, according to many experts, all five of those 
executive functioning skills fit under these three umbrellas. Working memory is one. What is it? The ability to keep information in mind and then use it in some way. Example, a student might use this skill to read a text on an English test, hold onto the information and then use it to answer questions. Two, cognitive flexibility, also known as flexible thinking. What is it? The ability to think about something in more than one way. Example, a student might use this skill to answer a math problem in two ways or to find relationships between different concepts. Three, inhibitory control includes self-control. What is it? The ability to ignore distractions and resist temptation. Ooh, that's a good one. Example, a child might use this skill to keep from blurting out an answer in class. <laughs> it helps kids regulate their emotions and keep from acting impulsively, end quote. Excuse me. I think my working memory is pretty good because I can remember information well and be able to use it in different ways for podcast topics. My cognitive flexibility is pretty good unless it has to do with the big picture relationship of something. But if it has to do with small relationships of something, then I'm better at it because of having an LD. My self-control is really good, actually, because I can be very quiet when I want to be and let other people talk, especially if they haven't gotten the chance to. I try not to hug the spotlight in group conversations. Also, my friend Julia, who also has an LD, and she is from Vermont, gave me an answer on what she struggles with executive functioning. Quote, I used to be in a healthcare position running appointments. This scenario involved a lot of executive functions, but I will mention three. I struggle with something called cognitive flexibility or shifting set, which to oversimplify is the ability to switch one's focus from one type of thought to another. Sometimes the patient had finished what I planned for them and there was one, there was more time left in the appointment. I had trouble thinking of what else to do. This scenario also involved time management. The way we bill Medicare insurance for the U.S. government insurance for age 65 and up is exact. Finally, it involved emotional regulation as I got rather anxious. One problem is that sometimes people view cognitive flexibility as a moral trait. I have heard people say, in quotes, you have to be more flexible. It's not a moral trait, it's a cognitive skill. Now, when I am in similar situations, I overcompensate by overplanning so I don't run out of ideas, end quote. Julia also gave me an article that has an executive functioning quiz that you might want to take. But it has you take it from, um, the question is, oh, sorry, the quiz is more of a parent's 
because it's asking it the questions of your child. So it's a little tricky for children to take it if they don't have their parents with them. So maybe if you're wanting to take it and you want your parents there with you, you might want to do that. Um, I, I took it because I was thinking of how my parents would answer the questions. So you could do it that way too, if you're an adult. Okay, so I used to struggle with this area too that um, Julia was mentioning with the healthcare area because I used to work with ASD clients, autism spectrum, because sometimes we would have extra time after working on something that I used to plan, sorry, that it was planned for that day, which made it difficult for me to think on my feet and able to come up with something for them to do. And so basically I would try to think of something else or try to go to something that we had done before and ask them about how that was progressing like a goal that they were working on. Sometimes that's what I would try to do. Um, but it was, it was tricky to figure it out. So as I come to a conclusion with this episode, I would like to ask you about your challenges with executive functioning due to working memory, self-control, or cognitive flexibility. And remind you that I and others with NLD still have issues with these today. So I would love to hear from my people with NLD and my neurotypicals on your challenges with executive functioning, because I know that neurotypicals can have difficulty with this too sometimes. So please comment on this episode on livingwithnld.com or on YouTube. Also, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts with the answer too, or email me at livingwithnld at gmail.com. Thank you. And feel free to reach out with me. Sorry, feel free to reach out to me at any time if you want to talk to me about something. I'm always here for you. And I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new. Talk to you next Friday. Bye. As I wrap up, there are some things I would like to share with you, my audience. Please know that just because I have a podcast doesn't mean that I'm perfect in every way and don't make mistakes. I make them every day and try to learn from them. I hope that this podcast helps you feel included, not alone, inspired, safe, and encouraged to make your life a little easier for you every day or chance you have the opportunity to. I would like to hear from you especially if you have topics that you would like to know more about relating to NLD. I know I'm not an expert, but I do know I have the living experience of having it. Also, please email me if you would want to be interviewed on this podcast or if you need support with something related to NLD. I'm always happy to help in any way I can. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I will talk to you next Friday. Bye.